0: You're fed up with the nine-to-five, you've been working hard for years, and you're just not seeing the results you want. You want to break free from the traditional career, but don't know how. Business Breaks is here to help. Hello, everyone. I'm Dante Healy. My guest today is Armel Baudry, a software engineer and the founder of Treble a SaaS company that provides audio and video editing software. In this podcast episode, we have the opportunity to hear from Armel about his expertise in technology, audio, and video, as well as his journey as an entrepreneur. Armel will share his insights and experiences with starting Treble and then building it into a successful software company. Join us as we dive into the exciting world of technology, entrepreneurship, plus audio and video editing with Armel Baudry. I'm really excited for this interview. Armel, welcome to Business Breaks.
1: Thank you for having me, Daddy. I'm really excited to do this.
0: Thank you, yeah. Armel. And as a customer, I'm very excited. So it's always good to
1: <laughs> to yeah. talk
0: about the tech.
1: Yeah. I mean, when you, when you reach out and then you, you, Give me the opportunity to chat. I was really excited. So it's 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 a merit thing because I get to talk to you about audio and podcasting, and you also get to use Treble to edit the podcast. So it's really
0: nice. Yeah, and it's really helped me a lot. So thank you very much. Armel, I don't really know a lot about you. I know about your software, but so can you discuss your experience working for world leading companies in the enterprise software industry and then um how has it shaped your approach as a ceo and founder
1: yes i, I can talk a little bit about my, my experience you know before or, you know being a founder and working my own company you know as as you briefly mentioned i've worked for other companies before myself as an engineer and i'll tell you a few things I mean, one the number one thing i actually learned actually you know working for for those great companies which really i just developing my, my engineering skills. Cause actually when I started work for some of those companies, I was just coming out of university. So I'm, I've learned about how to program and write code at school, but never really had that kind of real life experience. So I'll tell you the number one thing that I've learned really was just you know, develop my, my engineering skills, uh, in a real, you know, Environment, you know, in the, in the product environment with the team, and so that's certainly the number one thing that I've learned, just developing my engineering skills. And the second thing was just how to how to build a product for the long term, right? So often when you work in those enterprise companies, you know, they have customers, they they always kind of building product not to throw away, but really like a, you know for this to last five, ten years. So you know the way they've designed it, the, the time that they spend, the architecture. They spend a lot of time thinking about, you know, how can they create things that would last. So uh, that's another thing that I picked up there, just this ability to to build a product that you know can last uh, for a long time, because um, you have to such a consideration that you have to keep in mind to do that. The third thing is is um, I, I learned from you know just you know working in other companies really was also how important culture. Was in a, in, a, in a working environment, so you know I've really enjoyed working in, in in some of those companies, and but the culture I think was always important in keeping me and other people there was just because people had they they enjoyed coming to work, they enjoy you know just doing what they were doing because it was a a certain type of an environment uh, around the the company that made it you know comfortable to be around other people. And then you get to, you know, learn from others, uh, from the experience. It's just a very, um, yeah, just a very supportive, uh, you know, but also team environment. So, um, I mean, I don't hear that all from other people, but I know for sure where I worked, I felt like, you know, I, I was working with other people. I could learn from people that had more experience than me. I could also help people that would just... You know, below me, that was maybe just starting, and it was you know, but I also learned that from other people. So it, it really, it was really a very supportive and helping environment. That was I mean, honestly, the three things that I can say. Obviously, I learned a lot more things, but I can tell me those are the the main three things that I think I really got from you know, you know, working in in a big company and, and learning there.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting, and thank you. And I think it sounds like you've had um, some great experiences and great lessons being around the right people and and also you know being able to have not just the opportunity to learn from others but share your knowledge with others so thank you for that and in terms of your uh, your work and you know being a software engineer how does that influence how you work at treble uh, in terms of everything to do with the the approach and that um that background that
1: yeah I think you know being a software engineer before and now you know having my own company I think it, it first it helped me organize structure things better um, to be you know usually you know when I when we travel when I think of a feature I always think of the user first you know how is this feature is going to help. This person. What are the requirements? What What are the things that are important for this, you know, feature or product to be able to do? So I always think first about the requirements. What is important for the user um, before I really start thinking about, you know, how to code it or how to make it happen. So I, fo- I always tend to focus first on what is important for for what is the problem solving. What is important for the user to be able to achieve, and then you know I I'd go around. How do we, you know, with the product we have right now, like, you know, as I'm building the product, with the product we have right now, what is the easiest way to get us there? So it's really just about more, I think, often, like I said, about structure, requirements, organization. But also, I also often which might not just be necessarily like a software engineering thing, but often also think about usability. Because one of the things that I've learned in my experience was that you can have a product that have a lot of features, but people cannot find it. And it's like that product doesn't really have those features. So usability is a really critical thing that I think about. and just kind of making sure that, you know, People can actually not not, not just that the features are built into the product, but that people are, can actually use them, and that it fits the way they intend those features to to work. So yeah, so I, I think a lot about you know structure, but also usability.
0: That's impressive, and and that's why you have such a great product, I guess.
1: <laughs> I guess it, it, it kind of works work this way, yeah. Like you know, just try to make sure that the product really answers people' requests, but also is very very easy
0: to use. Brilliant. Thank you. And how does your prior experience, you know, working on a music sharing pr- platform before creating your own software company, how did that specific experience impact the development of Treble?
1: Yeah, I think the, the the first thing that I've learned for just having to kind of work on a music sharing platform before was really just honestly understanding audio first, meaning, you know, the audio has different facets. There's music, there's sound, and then there's, you know, spoken word like what we're doing right now. But it also work on that music Share platform. Also, I me you understand that uh, the world of creators, and mm. uh, no, all right, you know, a lot of people are, are knowledgeable when it comes to consuming content, but it really kind of opened my eyes about creators and people that actually create what we consume. And, you know, why... Why usually they have a motivation behind, you know, the reason why they actually create. So it kind of really opened my eyes around that about mm-hmm. the, about cre- the word of creators and, you know, how usually they really, especially in music, they really have the, what they create usually have some kind of sentimental value. Uh, mm-hmm. The people that consume the content often, they, they will just consume it without often having the context. But, you know, I, I spend a lot of time. Understanding creators, you know how important the craft and what you do is important and and also usually how and how also technology in what in a lot of those situations can help them really can empower them to to easily express what they want to do because usually creators are uh, the number one thing most of the time is just to be able to express themselves like paint the mm-hmm. vision that they have for themselves in um, content whether it be music, audio, video is just usually a mechanism or a medium for them to express themselves so um, I understood also like I said that you know technology was especially in this day and age an important um, like an important accelerator uh, to really kind of help creators you know share their message. And I've actually took some of that, that learning experience and brought the trouble when I work on the on, on audio editor because it's a little bit of that kind of same uh, mentality or paradigm where, you know, at the end of the day, we want to, with the tool, with the platform, with the product, we want to allow and make it easy for people to express themselves and share their stories and by making the te- and putting technology at their service uh, to really kind of help them, um, you know, get their message out. So that's actually, honestly, uh, this is a long-winded answer for the question, but that's one of the things that I've kind of really took specifically from from building work on a music sharing platform. Uh, the other thing that I also uh, took from it is really just to, like I said, understand also the motive uh, of why people do, you know, their motive I think there was also the art the creation but also the motive of why people do create content I think this is the other thing that I also you know try to translate with me when I talk to you and I talk to other people that create content I think I always try to spend a little bit of time understanding why they want to create content instead of just trying to say okay what are you trying to do I I spend a lot of time understanding that because um, I think at the end of the day if you want to create a great product what I realize is that you you want to rethink about that whole journey instead of often thinking of just the part of the journey that you're representing, like it's important to have that context. Um, so yeah, those are the, the two things I tell you that I've really uh, learned from those uh, that, that experience work on a music sharing platform.
0: Yeah. Um, thank you. that's, that's incredible. And as you, as you, um, I problems for people it's what's, what's it, what's holding them back as content creators and, yeah. and you know, I mean, from personal experience, Editing is one of my biggest pain points because as much as I struggle to just listen to myself, it's also very time consuming. And Absolutely. that time that you save can also be used to actually think more about the quality of the content rather than polishing the product manually and then having to having to spend a lot of time on the back end just to make sure that what you you're happy with what you're producing and what you're sharing with other people. So yeah, thank you for that. And um, I guess going into your experience as a tech founder, because you've you've moved from someone who was working as a professional to now running your own business, can you discuss what were the challenges and opportunities you faced when you started and and you started it and then started having to grow a company within the podcasting industry?
1: Yes, I mean the the unfortunately the list of, of things I can discuss is now. so I'm going to try to pick a few things that I think are I mean, were really uh, challenges overall. I think you know specifically you know growing a product in, in the podcasting industry, it it's you know first I think there's a challenge when you don't you don't know if, you're not necessarily from that industry so. Um, you don't necessarily know people or know who to talk to I think that was a little bit of a challenge at the beginning but one thing that I like with the industry was also that people are often very open to talk and and share ideas so that I think is is part of the beauty of the the space at the moment Um, the other challenge that I I found was that it's a very fragmented um, industry Um, in podcasting you have you know you have honestly a company for pretty much anything that you can do in a podcasting space so you have a Companies for hosting, and you have companies for for distributed for hosting, for editing, uh, for listening, for transcribing, uh, for monetizing, for analytics, and and you know for finding guests for for collaborating with podcasts or the podcasters. you have podcast networks. It's a, it's a, it's a very fragmented industry, and there's a lot of you know pieces to it mm-hmm. um so it makes it also very challenging for somebody that's been new into the industry to really stand out because there's so many you really end up often in the pocket in one of those industries so it can be very really, really challenging uh, to to stand out you know if you're just getting started in the industry now the other thing that also is a gift and a curse is the fact that the podcast industry it's 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 growing But it's also slowly maturing right now, so um, the fact that it it, it grows is obviously an opportunity. Because you know, for for somebody like me or travel that's really kind of just getting into the space, there's a lot more that you can do to help, and there's a lot more that you can you know you can gain from the from the the space, and you can or people that can help. But at the same time, because it's also slowly maturing, they are already you know often competitors or, say, existing products that are already there that you have to really, you know, share the, the space with. So you really have to, to really craft, you know, what you want to bring to the table in the industry, you know, how can this really help people because they're already, most of the time, somebody that's doing something similar or that I've thought mm-hmm. through that problem that you're trying to solve. So it can be really challenging to again, come up in the industry, but at the same time, like I said, because it's also a, a, a new and growing industry, there's also all those possibilities that are always, always there. So I think that's those are the, the few, the few of the things that I can say that were well, really challenges kind of coming into the space. Um, it's just the fact that you know, like I said, it's a very fragmented industry. Uh, it's it's maturing, but it's 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 also maturing at the moment, more or less. Although there's a little bit of growth, but also the other thing I can think about is really the fact that. Um, people in the podcasting space don't necessarily fit a specific mold, right? So you can have people that are young, old, uh, that are creating podcasts in all type of industries. So that also can be a challenge if you, if you come into the industry because you're not sure who to talk to, where to focus your energy because people are like, there's a various, a very diverse, uh, community of people in the podcasting industry so it can also be a challenge to kind of understand how to position your product or you know how to really solve the problem for people but you know again it it, it the the common theme i'll tell you also in the podcasting that most of the things that are also a challenge also at the same time are opportunities. so it, it's a beautiful thing again so brilliant and thank you for sharing
0: that it's mirrors my own experience with podcasting i'm still new in the space myself I'm much newer than you of course and i can tell you that i i'm still finding my feet and you're right it spans all sorts of demographics whether you're a especially as content creator there's various people various ages various mm-hmm. niches and trying to tar- you know trying to target the type of person you'd want to yeah, the help and what their specific pain point is. I mean, in theory, podcasting is a niche, but it's, it's subsets within that. Some people might love to edit and actually go through their own audios in detail. People like me who are fundamentally looking for the hack on <laughs> especially stuff they don't like to do, like listening to themselves for hours on end. They yeah. just want something quick and good. Yeah.
1: Yeah, if 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 to, I don't want you to feel bad, but I'll tell you, certain you, you know, a lot. There's a lot more people like you out there. So actually, <laughs> the the number of people that are enjoy editing uh, audio or spending time listening to their service it's a lot more smaller than you think.
0: <laughs> well, there's the opportunity, and I yeah. guess you know, even in a maturing um, space like podcasting, where, as you say, you you're starting to hit maturity, and that that's usually where the growth sort of stabilizes and slows down but it's still still a growing area so there's there's definitely opportunity to to make an impact and certainly you're solving a big problem not one that i've seen solved very well by other vendors so hopefully yeah. there's there's um people who are listening who have their own podcasts who will give this a try hopefully and yeah in terms of you know you're very you strike me as someone who's very hands on just from our few interactions how do you balance you know getting into the nitty gritty with your technical expertise and versus having to have that sort of like that bigger picture as the ceo in a software industry
1: yeah i'll say so for first i should say i'm a little bit lucky that i've um i've worked I mean, I'm not sure if it's right over here. First, I'm, I'm a little bit of a people person, so I do care about people. And but in my philosophy has helped me as a CEO. Uh, the the reason or the way I really decide what's important, like when to spend more time on the technical versus the, the actual business, I tend to focus on people. Mm. I tend to focus on users, and and focus on what is important to them. Um, and and I usually kind of drive. It will be my conversation. Or, or, even when it comes to the product, what feature to develop, or how to develop them I really kinda it really starts from thinking about the user and, and what they try to achieve and which context they're trying to achieve it, and then it just goes from there right so mm. sometimes depending of of the objective of the goal that I'm trying to achieve, there might be you know less of the technical and more of the business or or the education, and sometimes it's really just more of the technical and less of the education and the business and all those things. So really, at the end of the day, I, I do focus first on the goals and objectives. Uh, maybe to think of, of a very simple uh, or relevant example. Um, I remember when we, we, we talked about few words and you were telling me about your experience. You know, I I know a lot of ways that you know you can actually solve that problem, but it was really always important for me to hear about your experience and even as I've had the chance to even see a little bit of doing the edits and really kind of get a feel okay, so this is the context in which he's using it, and from there, really, you know, we talked about solution. I, I kind of present some solution to you, some of them you actually did like, and from there, really, I went to the technical. So even if you remember when we talked about this, I, mm-hmm. I probably spent less time talking about the technical because. And this is really important when you're developing a product for for general consumers. I think it's often people don't necessarily want to know about the technology. So when I have conversation with users or people in general, I try my best actually not to focus on the technology because often people don't care about the technology. They care about their need being met. So it's actually important for me to do that so I don't don't bias the conversation. So really just try to focus on people, their need. And you know, and brainstorm around solution how this can be solved without necessarily spending too much time on the technical. And like I said, I'm actually it's actually um, by design that I worked in 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 this industry and not another another one because you know I've worked before in the enterprise software. And one of the things I personally didn't really like was the fact that I didn't really. Always get a feel of how people are using the product and how important this was for the the features that we're developing were important to them. But I mean, working in in, in the audio, the podcast industry, I think it's 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 a blessing because I get to interact with people on a day to mm-hmm. day and really try to understand, you know, how they use it and how the, the technology can help them. And I really spend most of my time there. And then from there, mm-hmm. I draft, you know, what are the technical technicalities of things, right? So so it's it's easier it's easier to do because i tend to focus on people
0: wonderful and it's 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 critical that you can get to those customers and have those conversations i remember being so excited when you did take my suggestion on board and you turned it into a feature which i'm using yes. now so and i was i was happy to share it with everyone i knew who who was interested in podcasting you can do one click and all your filler words are deleted, so really yeah. happy with that, so thank you for implementing it and um, yeah it was it's it's definitely it is certainly one of the key things to get that customer feedback and then act upon it where it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, can you walk us through the process of how you managed to build treble from the ground up? I mean just high level, what was the approach you took to get yeah. to that product?
1: So, so I think the the first thing that I did was re-spending a little bit of time coming up with a proof concept, because mm-hmm. um, at the time when I started, I, I wasn't really sure if it was really possible um, for me to build something that could work entirely in the browser and get deliver, you know, most of the features that people would expect to have, but also be, you know, have performance and all those other things. So mm-hmm. I spent the first time the first step was just really kind of coming up with a proof of concept. When I got the proof of concept concept working, the next step was really just to kind of show it to people and see, you know, just kind of get a feel of like, how do people feel about it? Is it exciting? Do people want to get more? And and that's really honestly what happened that I shared with a few people and I saw the the positive response people had and how amazed people were to just say, hey, I can edit, you know, audio by just kind of going through it. This is amazing. And Mm. from there, really, um, I really spend more time, you know, talking to people, trying to understand, you know, some of the challenge that they actually have with existing product. I spend a little bit of time as well talking to people that, you know, maybe had the intention of creating audio podcasts, but you know, didn't really get to it. Um, I spent a lot of time against educating myself, you know, talking to people, but also I did a lot of research on on groups like Reddit and mm-hmm. Facebook groups um and, and just Google in general, just to kind of understand what are people trying to do. Um what are the people what are the things that people are searching for. I watch a lot of YouTube videos actually <laughs> on 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 audio production. because uh, I wanted to also hear, you know, the perspective of, of professional people that do this, you know, for 10, 20 years, trying to understand a little bit, you know, how to approach all those technical channels when it comes to audio. Mm. And the idea here was really the reason I was spending a lot of time trying to understand, talk to users, do some research, get information, was really because I was trying to to not also extract what are the number one thing that people that are starting recreating audio want to be able to do, right? Because mm. I think, you know, I've, I also spend a lot of time you know, trying existing software because I wanted to know what's already available, but I want to understand. And one of the things that I noticed quickly was the fact that a lot of the existing software had a lot of features. But a lot of those features are actually not used by the majority of people, especially when they're beginners. So I've spent the time really trying to understand what are the the top, the number one, the top five things that people, independently of the experience, actually specifically if they're starting, that they actually want to do. Um, As mm-hmm. you probably know, you, you've used Audacity before. You know, Audacity is a very, it's a great product. It's free, but you also have maybe a lot more bell and wisdom that more people, more people can actually use. So I want to understand what are the top five things that people actually need and how can we bring that to this new product and make sure that those five things are as easy as possible to do. Mm-hmm. And so that was one one part of the process, you know, trying to get those things, but also I spent time learning about like I said the professionals and understanding you know what are the things that the professionals are doing that really separate them from the beginners and see from all those things that they're doing, what are the things that are actually important that really, really matters, and is there are there ways that we can automate? or help people that are just starting to do some of those things. So mm-hmm. I'll give you an easy example on one of those. Um, you know, one of the things that most professionals will do is that they'll use, and you might be familiar, probably familiar with it, they use a compressor, mm-hmm. right? So they'll pass their audio, they take their, their piece of audio, and they'll calibrate what's called a compressor, for people that don't know. it's it's a, You can think of it as an audio filter, When you put some audio in, it will change the audio to give you some kind of different type of audio. And so professional, for example, most professional will pass their audio in a compressor so they can, you know, in, in, in more simple terms, reduce, you know, part of the audio where the, the, the voice is too loud. And, you know, and when maybe they're speaking maybe lower than they should, and the compressor will bring those, some of those, um, you know, those uh, volume levels up, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a very simple thing that a professional person would do, but at a beginner don't even know that they need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a really important thing because when you listen to audio, like for a professional podcast or like a, an audio, you can kind of clearly see there's a little bit of difference. And so those little things that most beginners don't know that they need to do or they don't know how to do really makes a difference at the end. So, mm-hmm. That's just an example of some of the things that with Treble, we really try to automate and, you know, to and bring it to the beginners. And, and we have it all packaged, for example, in this case, in this thing that we call a magic sound enhancer, right? It's just a, a button that you toggle on and it does a you know, complex thing that most people don't really know how to do. But most people actually what they want is that they want great quality sound, right? Mm. You know, they, they're like, okay, I don't know really how, you know, if I need to use a compressor or... If I need to use a noise gate, uh, an equalizer, or a de they don't know all those things, but they can tell if the audio actually sounds good, and most of the time, they want the audio to sound good. So we have, in trouble, we have the simple feature that you can toggle in, and you just, you know, improve the quality of your audio. Now, I feel like I, I diverged, digressed a little bit, but to come back to a conversation, those are the main two things that I, I spend time on, really, understanding what are people Uh, What are the number one thing people will need to do when they are beginners, but also what are the things that the professionals are doing uh, that are really important to do? And how can we bring some of those professional capabilities to beginners and make it as easy for beginners to actually get done? Some of them actually, we actually um, automatically, silently do them automatically for people. Uh, because they don't usually most of the time actually need to know that those things happen, but it's always, you know, it makes a difference on the, on the final result. Um, just to give you an example, when you export audio on travel, uh, you already, it already automatically makes sure that the audio is at the right volume for a podcast or anything like that, which again, most beginners don't necessarily know that they need to know. They don't need that they need to, to, to calibrate, to make sure that the, the volume of the lg's at a certain certain level travel do that automatically so yeah so those are the two things that i spend time doing once i had those things i really kind of spend all the time to build that into the product We spend mm. time in, into the user experience as well and say okay now that i know what's important and something that we can automate how can we bring it into one simple product that is easy to use so i spend a little time mm. building that once that was built then I went back to people and start really sharing it across to people, see how people are using, get feedback, you know, see what people want, see what people don't want, you know, see how people use it. Took some of that feedback, bring it back in the product, you know, add some of those, those uh, recommendations that I got for people and then try to bring it to more people and get more feedback and do it over again. So it's just, i now, I'm really just in the cycle where it's like, it is this loop where you bring it to more people, you get more feedback you calibrate and you do it again. So that's that's really where things are. But yeah, that was a little in, in a in a few, you know, in a couple of minutes how actually I went from, you know, from nothing to actually having a product.
0: That's wonderful. And yeah, it's that continuous feedback cycle and you incrementally improve the product and yeah, start with something that solves an immediate need. Especially mm-hmm. for beginners. They're the ones that need the most help, I guess. And then yeah as you say, building those more professional features but still keeping it very easy easy and accessible for even a beginner and that's what I love about the interface. It's very simple
1: yeah
0: yeah thank you and um in terms of treble itself, is there any other way that it differentiates itself for say from say because I know it's also a podcast hosting platform? Mm-hmm. But
1: how does yeah. it? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so, so, uh, yeah, thank, thank you for the question. I, I, I love you to answer this one. So, th- there's a few ways how we travel stands out, I'll say, from what's already uh, available on the market. I think the first thing is, is really the fact that. It works entirely in the browser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you don't have to download uh, the software, you know, on your machine before you can use it. You can use it from anywhere. The second thing, and I've kind of touched on that uh and uh, throughout this conversation really that it focuses on on beginners. Right. Travel is not necessarily trying to to cater to, you know professional in the industry. It, it really is a product that is designed for the rest of the people that are actually not professionals. And so this the product is really applicable for those people. And it it the focus when it, you know the fact that we try to really cater to people that are starting, people that or people that are already editing audio but they don't necessarily enjoy the experience. Right, so again, the focus with is we really on people that that maybe didn't never create any audio before, or they're already creating audio, but they don't, you know, just like you mentioned, they don't really enjoy the experience. or so they spending is time consuming. Those are the people that we want to be focusing on. And the other thing that we do that I think is really different that we we have a a stellar focus on simplicity, right? So I think as you probably see, you've seen from the interface, we we try to keep things very very simple, very easy to use because it's important for us to appeal to the people that are just starting. You know, I'm always saying, you know, I'll actually, I don't know if I told you that before, but often when I when I put a feature out, I always think to myself, can my mom use this? Right? If my mom cannot use this, you know, maybe this is not the right feature to build or maybe we need to kind of rethink this through. So it's, it's really, I share that, that little anecdote really to kind of share really, how and, and what is important with travel and why we stand out. Now, the other thing, and I also mentioned that before, is that with travel, we we try to focus on the things that are important, right? Like I said, there's other software out there that do a lot of things, but I think with travel, our focus on strategies, we just focus on the number one thing that people need to do the the 95 percent, the thing that you know the, the the four or five features that people need to do 95 percent of their job. We focus on those things, and then we take from like i said the thing that the professionals do we try to and what they do that is important and bring it to the to the beginners right so our philosophy is really to take like i said the number one thing that people need to do for beginners but then think about the number one the most impactful thing that professionals do and bring it to to the beginners right so it's that 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 you know interesting areas between you know simplicity Effectiveness, but also professionalism for, 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 for beginners, right? I think that's really what, you know, some of the things that, that thing really differentiate uh, Treble for what's out there. And I think the last thing, although it's not that important, I don't have to talk about it too much, but I think it's also making it affordable. It's not often that I think that people, people think about when they're developing a product, especially because most people, if you're developing a product, you want to make a lot of money. But I think, you know, Treble is also important to try to make it affordable because the, the, I personally do believe that there's a lot more people that can take advantage of audio. Uh, mm-hmm. and that you know have things to say that could be valuable for orders. So I think the price boys price point of the product is important in allowing, you know, more and more people to really take advantage of this this new this medium. And that's actually part of the reason why I'm not ashamed to say, it, but Treble has some kind of free tier. So people can use the product for free there's there's obviously a, there's a paid version of it, but there's also a free version that people can take advantage of and it's important because I wanted it to be a product that, you know, can really help the people that, you know, that want to create audio, but don't necessarily know how. And I didn't necessarily want, you know, money to necessarily be, uh, um, but like something that will slow people down really.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah, there has to be, and it's a great thing that you do is making it available for everyone, regardless of their circumstances. Cause not, especially when you're starting out, you're going to struggle to create content and figure out yeah. what you're not going to produce a lot in other words until mm-hmm. heaven forbid you you ever get to a size where you can have a massive team and they're just generating things <laughs> for you to say and you're on autopilot because you've become the brand uh, which is the dream for everyone i guess who mm-hmm. starts out in content creation but you know when you start from zero you're just looking to get one piece out and that could take a few weeks even yeah and on top of that, you don't want it to look amateurish. You want it to Absolutely. be the best job. We understand that there's always this process. It's like, as you to put your analogy, building a product is going to be not perfect at the beginning, but you're going to keep getting feedback. You're going to keep acting on it. You keep refining your message, your product, and yeah, it, eventually over time, it becomes something that has evolved into you know a a very mature solution. So yeah. I think, I think it's good that when people start out, that they're not subjecting themselves to any unnecessary financial risk, especially yeah. when they're, they're just trying to see if this is something. They is all like to try, yeah. Exactly. They're just testing the waters. And if, if it's something that has um, something that can deliver momentum, then you can carry on and, absolutely Um, yeah
1: absolutely that's exactly the idea so you know i think it was important like you you kind of touched on a little bit to 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 help also travel be a playground for people that you know maybe they they have some ideas they want to try it out but they don't also want it to look too immature, right so you know you you don't want people to say oh like clearly this person is their first time doing this you want it to look somehow this and i think you know, treble, try, it, really try to help on that front. And, and not maybe to just add another analogy. I like to take the analogy of uh, the camera on, on your on your smartphone. A lot of people now, when you take pictures, you know, you don't need to know much. You take your phone, you know, you, you tap on the button, you open the camera app, you take a picture, and often it actually looks very good. Mm. Um, but But it's because also on the phone, uh, the, there is a lot of things that the the um, the camera, even the default camera the OS re really does to re really try to help you out in, in your mm-hmm. in your in taking the taking your shot. You know, it would think about the exposure, it does a lot of things, you know the where, how much light is coming through the lens, it will calibrate a lot of things versus, you know, I'm just thinking, 10, 15 years ago, 20 years ago even, if you wanted to take a good picture, there's a, you know, you couldn't just, you have to know like you shouldn't shake too much, you have to think about where the sun is, there's a lot of things that you had to consider to take a great picture versus today, people really take it for granted, but you know, you can just, Take your camera, take a picture, and not really think about it too much because usually it's pretty good. Um, but I think you know the same thing can be done with audio, and I and I want to travel to just be leader and in, and in, in, in kind of show the way to help people kind of get a similar type of experience for audio, and not necessarily like we said, you know, prevented by you know maybe it's a technology that you know only you have to spend a certain amount of money to get. It's like you know this is something that everybody deserves to have at this point.
0: Brilliant, thank you. And in terms of podcasting in general can you share your thoughts on what is the future of podcasting as well as audio content and how does treble fit into that vision
1: yeah so i'm going to try i, I never really like to the, the answer the question about the future huh. but I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur so it's kind of odd, but i'll, I'll try I'll, I'll give you my two cents on this um when it comes to podcasting i think there's still a lot more room to grow in the podcasting space. I think um, there is just clearly more, more conversation to share, more stories to tell with podcasting. So I think I don't see this stopping. Um, but like I said earlier, I think it's also an, it's, uh, an industry that is slowly maturing, um, and I think people are starting slowly to kind of realize, hey, this is maturing. The things that you maybe you could do ten five years ago, things ago that you know people wouldn't care, but now people do care because just the tension, the level of of, of professionalism, the professionalism that you see in the space now. But I, I think you know when it comes to podcasting, things like I said, uh, the, the main thing I will say there's a lot more room to grow. There's a lot more story to tell. Um, you know, I think you know I'm originally from Cameroon, so I think in Africa and in, in other part of the world as well, there's a lot more stories that are that aren't told yet and in that I think podcasting can help tell uh, just because of the simplicity of the medium uh, but you know I will see. I'm actually more excited and more I have more ideas around audio around other than podcasting actually I think uh, podcasting is really just um, a, a window into what really audio is and what audio can become um, you know you know, podcasting, when you think of audio, you can think, today you think podcasting, but you'd also think audio books. Uh, but I think there's a lot more things that people can do with audio that is beyond podcasting. And I want to maybe take this analogy, hopefully people can understand it. Um, and I'm going to again refer me to video here, in this case, and I think, you know, when I think of podcasting, I think of, if I wanted to do it, I can do the analogy with, you know, video shows. You know, when you, you had a TV channel, uh, you know, Everything on your TV is a show, right? It has uh, maybe pass every week or every month, and you know there's a specific schedule for it, and you know that's kind of how it goes. I see podcasting the same type, where it's like it's a specific program, an audio program that has a frequency that has a topic, but just like with, with video TV shows that you have on uh, on your TV, I think video is bigger than that. Um, I think audio can be the same thing where. You know, I think, and I think YouTube is really a good example of, of showing all the facets of how video can be consumed, not just in a show format, but also it can be educational. It can be, it can be a one-off thing um, on YouTube. You have uh, YouTube shorts. Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways how video can, is consumed today and is is declining on, on, uh, on a lot of formats. I think podcasting and audio is the same thing. And there's a lot more different formats around audio that still need to be explored. And I'm actually excited about that part, about all the possibilities, all the ways audio can be used other than podcasting. And I really believe that travel can really be uh, something that will really help expand and open up all those possibilities. Because I think at the end of the day, for people to be able to, for those different possibilities to be a thing is start first with a great tool that help people really express those things. I think with Treble, one of the ideas was really to kind of help materialize people's ideas around not just podcasting, but just audio in general.
0: Brilliant. Thank you, Armel. And yeah, it's, um, it's great that you're not just uh, acting on customer feedback, but you have your own long-term plans and you can see, where you're you're fitting into the future based yeah. on the trends that you're you're witnessing so it's, it's great to yeah. have that context and 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 situational awareness and that that's your business skills coming through from the experience you have as a CEO and yeah. speaking of that what is the what for you can you talk about your uh, the importance of combining Say, for example, this passion for content creation in the form of audio and video with making innovative software. And how does that drive the success of Treble?
1: I'm going to summarize the question with them if I got it right. So the question is how does the video, the audio and the video, can you to the question for me? Sorry. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So how do you combine that passion for like content creation with your software engineering mm-hmm. background to, in order to drive the success of travel.
1: I see. Got it. So I think the, like I said, I, I you, you, we just talked about it earlier, I, I do have a vision for mm-hmm. what the audio piece can look like. Mm-hmm. I also want to also... On top of having a vision for what the future of audio can look like, I also do have the technical abilities to mm. understand what is possible to do with technology and what can be possible. And I also do have. Uh, we talked about it when I mentioned the the music sharing creation platform. I do also have an understanding of of creativity, creators, and and mm. you know how a great tool can can help people really, you know, explore and share their ideas and, you know, ideally even make a living out of it. So, you know, I take all those those things really and put it in the product, put it into the roadmap, put it into the vision, um, you know, talking to people. I think I, I, I put all those things together, honestly, in perspective and, and really kind of funnel it through through the product that people get it and get to use, and um, so that's—I'm not sure if I answered your question—but that's really how I put all those things together to really, you know, build the product uh, that is Travel Today.
0: Thank you, and I think, in all honesty, you've—you've uh, you've answered it in the previous questions, but just bringing it all together is just nice to say. Absolutely, um, yeah. I'm yeah.
1: glad I was able to answer the questions,
0: <laughs> and I had no doubt. So. In terms of as a startup founder, Mm -hmm. how do you create a solid business foundation and set it up for future growth? What's the tips for other aspiring entrepreneurs?
1: How do you create a solid foundation for your business? That's a million dollar question, but I will try to answer (laughs) it regardless. I think, honestly, it starts with, it's going to sound like a cheesy answer, but I think it start with first you, the entrepreneur, thinking mm-hmm. of your motivation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very difficult thing to honestly to build a business without having it as as your entrepreneur, some kind of intrinsic motivation for really seeing that vision coming through or that that thing coming through. So I think you have to start there and really think about yourself and why or why does it matter to you that this future or that future, you know become reality, I think you have to kind of start there you know once if 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 you're convinced that you know this is what you want to do or you want to contribute to the future you believe in this future, I think the next thing is really to talk to people, you know, talk to people, spend the time understanding your the experience, their challenges, their context, their motivation, really spend the time to talk to people and and hopefully in those conversations. You can extract, um, clearly, challenges that they have that they want to help, that they want to see solved. But also, you can find or you can come up with a solution that can help, a, a, a solution that can help solve some of those problems. Now, the other thing that you want to think about, which I think is important, is you want to build a long solid lasting business. I think it's also important to put those problem uh, to the lens of figuring out how how valid of imp or important those problems will be in three, four, five years or ten years. And also, you know, how how present or how urgent uh, is it for people to solve, right? So I think if you want to have a long lasting business, you certainly have to have a problem that is gonna, you know, that people are gonna care about solving. You know, two or three years from now. Otherwise you can have a business, you can make money today, but you might not be able to make money in five years, So right? I think mm-hmm. that thing is, is if, if I can certainly zoom on something, it's just making sure that the problem that you're trying to solve, um, if you want to build a long-lasting business is going to be uh, honestly a problem worth solving for in three, four, five, ten 10 years from now. Um, I think if you, if you, if you identify that problem, you found it and you feel like you got a solution. I mean, the next step is really to kind of figure out honestly ways or how can you get to, to create a solution that is ideally, you know, sustainable too. Again, that's the part that I'm not going to go too much into it because I think, you know, depending of your experience, depending of, of the have a problem that you're trying to solve. There's multiple ways to get to that. But I think at the end of the day, once you figure out the problem, you figure out some kind of solution um that you think can also be sustainable and long lasting. And after that really there's there's multiple ways to kind of get to making that that solution a reality. And you know, after that honestly, once you have some kind of solution, the 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 last but still important step is really making sure that people know that the solution exists and, and, you know, making sure that the word goes out there about that solution. I mean, those are the the few things that I can mention about, you know, what it takes to really, I would like to believe, build a long lasting successful, you know, business.
0: Thank you. And, um, that was, that was it in terms of the questions I had. And you've been an exceptional guest, Almel. So thank you very much for your time.
1: Well, thank you for your opportunity. Sorry, yeah. Oh, I don't want to stop you. Sorry.
0: No, no, no. no you're you're welcome. Uh, feel free. Um, I just wanted to say before we finish the the episode, just a couple of final wrap up questions. Mm-hmm. So, can can you share any exciting projects you're working on right now that you think our listeners listeners might be interested in?
1: That's a good question. I'm thinking of what can I share, what should I not share? <laughs> but you know, as you you probably know, all my my focus right now is on travel, um, so everything that I think about is audio and day day the But um One thing that I can share with people, depending on when people listen to this interview, is that treble is planning is uh just added some video support mm. that was just because I think we receive received a lot of requests from people around being able to to have some kind of support for video, so we just added support for for video editing, mm. but it's very basic, so don't get me wrong, and that's why I maybe hesitated sharing that. Is that Treble is still an audio focused company? We might add some some video focuses to kind of help people out. But I think you know that's one thing that I think people will, uh, have been requesting um, to to see on the product. But what else can I share about about you know exciting thing working on? So we're working on what I can share for sure. Than that is that we're working on more features around that are AI uh, that you know AI AI powered features. Uh, you know, one of them is the ability for people to be able to easily, um, you know, let's say you, you, you record an episode or you, you, you record some audio and you want to be able to, you said, maybe you said the word shoes, but you meant car. You know, we want to allow you to easily just, you know, change what mm. you said and just type it out. And then the software will regenerate the, 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 generate the audio with your your own voice, and this is one of the exciting things that we're kind of working on. I cannot give any any uh, you know date for when this will drop, but I certainly can share that this is something that we're actively working on. Uh, I can also share that we are also working on bringing and and bringing more capabilities for people to. Not just create audio, but also share the audio outside of the world of podcasting. So you know, for example, if somebody is a who is doing it has a coaching business, or as a mentor, or uh, is just a servant and want to be able to share. His ideas taught a concept through audio. We, we are exploring ways to allow people not just to create that content, but also make that content easily available for people outside of just podcasting. So I think you know, those, are, those are the main two things that I'm super excited about that I can share about, you know, what, what we you know, what, what has taken a my time those days, these days.
0: Thanks, Armel. And as a travel customer, I'm excited about those as well. So thank you for giving me an early <laughs> heads up.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm always I think you know, and I think that's that's one of the motivations for me to to be to work on this is just you know be able to 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 have a product that really can help people on the idea of their life and and you know make their life better. So I think I um, mean, and it's I mean, there's a lot of things in this world for sure that are that are complex. So, but I always take a little bit of pride. Uh, for myself to be able to add a little bit of positivity in people's lives. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that.
0: Thank you, Armel. And finally, uh, where could our listeners find and connect with you online?
1: The best place to connect with me, although I'm not the most active on, is on Twitter. So uh, I think you can you can find me on Twitter, on Armel, Twitter, slash Twitter.fm. But, uh, twitter.com slash I'll, I'll drop it there I don't even know what's yeah. exact but you can find me on Twitter uh, I'm not active but you know if people want to reach out they can always kind of easily reach out to me through Twitter uh, you know the, the travel website I think is the best place to start honestly uh, www.travel.fm travel travel two b's um, I think you know if you, if you want to find out more about travel or um, you know this is the best place I think to start to get more information you can also follow travel on social media Twitter uh, LinkedIn, Instagram, but mainly Twitter. And if you want to find about me and about what I think about personally, I think the best place is, is Twitter. Or oh, you can always reach out to me with uh, with email. I get a lot of emails, but you know you can always uh, you can always reach out to me via email.
0: Thanks, Amo. I'll drop out. I'll drop the details in the show notes. Uh, Amo, it's been a pleasure. This has been Business Breaks, and I'd like to thank you very much.
1: Thank you for having me. I was uh, really excited to do this, and yeah, it can. Uh, wait. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I hope people enjoy this, this interview.
0: I'm sure they will. Thank you, Amil. Thank you. This podcast shares experiences and insights gained from business, IT and digital finance. Hosted by two leaders who have made the leap themselves, this show is dedicated to helping listeners think differently about their career aspirations.